Welcome to Freedom Slay Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and Freedom Slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Hey, hey, what is up, guys? Today we are getting into security online, online security, and it may seem a little paranoid, right? It may seem like I have a bit of paranoia in this episode, but I'm hearing this because while the internet is so great because it makes everything so easily accessible to us, the flip side of that means that we are easily accessible and our content is easily accessible. Our privacy data is easily accessible, or I should say our private data is easily accessible. Our addresses can be easily accessible and all other things that you hold so dearly to you because it's your private life. So I wanna ensure that you are playing it safe online. And some of the things you're gonna hear are gonna be brand new and other things may just be refreshers. However, what I've learned is that even the things that are just refreshers, oftentimes we aren't doing those either. So tune in and I wanna ensure that you finish this podcast feeling like you know a bit more about online safety. Now, before we really dive into it, let me let you know, I'm in no way saying that I'm a security guru but your girl knows some things about some things, okay? So bear with me. The first thing I wanna talk about is one that is so obvious, but it's something that I think needs to be spoken about, and that's passwords, right? There are things you need to know about passwords, and often people use the same passwords for everything because it's the simple solution. It's the easy thing to do, right? Is that you? Are you listening and nodding your head and saying, yeah, my online banking is the same as my Instagram password? If that is, girl, let's talk about it. Your password is essentially a lock, right? It's the thing that secures the door to your information. So your password should not be the same. Locks are not the same. You require different keys to get in them for a reason. If someone copies one of your keys, they cannot get access to all of the things. They can't get access to your vehicle and your house if they copy that one key, right? Because they require different entries or different keys rather. But the point of this is you wanna ensure first and foremost that they're different, you're changing them up. And not just changing them up by changing the last number at the end of your password either. And I'm gonna tell you why. The reason you wanna do this is because it's typically not a person that's going through your content or trying to break into your thing. It is a person behind a computer. That's what it is, it's a robot. Robots tend to go through, if it's a seven character password, let's say, right? They can crack that in 0.29 milliseconds, while a 12 character password, let's say, could take up to two centuries depending on how smart that password's created, which we're gonna get into. But I share that information because I want you to understand just how quickly they can try a variety of things. So if your password is my dog fluffy 259 for Instagram, you don't wanna put your online banking password to my dog fluffy 249 exclamation mark or 260 or 261 or start trying numbers after that because they can go through it really fast once they crack one. So you definitely wanna ensure that they're different. 
And you also don't want to use things like your dog's name or your birthday or your address or your favorite number. And the reason is because you've likely shared this in some way, somewhere publicly. And what I mean by that is if Facebook has your birth date or if you post a picture on your birth date and you write the number 30 and people could count backwards and tell when you were born, right? So they could figure out your birth year, their birthday. They know all of those things. You have a picture on your Instagram stories or video on your stories showing someone your new dog, Fluffy, then they have your dog's name now. So it's so easy these days to get access to your information. So you want to ensure that when you are doing this, that it's not easily crackable with information that's already out there for the public. So if you do want to talk about your dog, Fluffy, though, you can start being a bit more cryptic with it. And what I mean by that is, let's say, I love my dog Fluffy, let's just say. So for the number, well, the latter I, you can use an exclamation mark to signify this I, right? So exclamation mark L, number zero, V, then the number three. So that makes it look like love. So exclamation mark for the I, L, zero, V, three for love. And then it could be MD for my dog, F. You know, and if you'd like to add some additional numbers after that, then fine, go for it. You could do that too. A lot of times when you set up passwords these days, they give you some general rules because they too, the company, are trying to ensure or secure your account a bit more. So they may say you need a minimum of eight characters and you may need a minimum of using at least one number with one ladder, with one symbol of some sort, which we had all in that password. But you can even add additional numbers to the end if you so choose. That's an option, but you can see just by me explaining that how that password's a lot more cryptic than I love my dog Fluffy, right? So you wanna ensure that it's something that you can easily remember, but that someone else would not easily guess. Okay, and if you have an Apple laptop, they often give you the option of doing a computer generated password. Those ones are crazy AF because you have no idea what they are and you're definitely not gonna remember them, but if you're always using that laptop to sign in, then it makes it a bit easier. And you also have the option of saving your passwords to an encrypted document or Excel file or something like that as well. And there are also some really great apps too that you can store your passwords, but please do your research. Not all of them are trustworthy. And I remember the first time I started getting serious about this was when I was listening to a podcast by Shalene Johnson. And I don't know if you know who Shalene Johnson is, but she has a huge multi-million dollar empire, an exercise empire. She actually sold her company that had hundreds of employees. I feel like it was to Beachbody, but don't quote me on that or to what is Beachbody now. And she has tons of exercise videos on Beachbody herself and programs. Um, Pio is hers. All those things are branded by her. But anyway, she has two podcasts, The Shalene Show as well as Find Your Tribe. She's also a motivational speaker, has tons of conferences. I say all this to say that she was hacked. Her Twitter was hacked. Her Instagram was hacked. Her bank account was hacked. All of these things were hacked. And because of that, she had an expert on for about three or four episodes that really dove into online security years ago. And that's when I first started paying attention because I realized how serious it was based on how much she lost as a result of not playing a safe online. And I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you know, dress for the job you want, not the one you have. And I feel like you should be acting as that person you intend to be 5, 10, 20 years down the road. You are going to be a millionaire, a billionaire. You need to start acting like that today. How will a billionaire secure their assets? How will a billionaire ensure that people don't know their bank account or where they live or all the other important details that keep them safe? 
you need to start acting like that today because that's going to assist with the manifestation process too. But that's a topic for another day. So now I think we dove into passwords a good bit. So I want to move on to something else. Another thing I wanted to talk about really briefly was the fact that we need to protect our brands. And that means potentially getting trademarks if it's a smart move to do so, copywriting your content should you need to, but also ensuring that you have a handle on all things that are you online. And what I mean by that is if something comes up on the news or if somebody's using something like the same name as yours, you want to ensure that you are aware of it. And you can do that by setting up Google Alerts, right? Where you can set up whenever this particular word or phrase or name or whatever it is pops up in Google or on Google, I should say, rather that you will be made aware of it. And you can set them up to pop up multiple times a day, multiple times a week, once a day, once a week, once a month, however you'd like to receive them. I have them set up daily where I can get emails every single day if certain things are mentioned. And I use it specifically for my name, my name spelled incorrectly because people spell my name with multiple T's all the time. And then I also do it for my company name, the name of my book, and other things that relate to my brand. So I have a handle on all things me. And what this does is if someone uses my name for something or uses me to promote something they're doing, I'm made aware of it. And even more so, like for instance, if you write for different people, sometimes your article or column can get syndicated to another website, then you're made aware. I wouldn't have realized my column was syndicated to MSN Money until Google told me so, because it's not a site that I was constantly checking, right? So because of that, having these alerts set up is also great because it protects you. And it also ensures that people aren't infringing on your property, whether that's intellectual property, using your brand name or whatever. And it also helps you to ensure that you aren't infringing on other people's because maybe you have a brilliant idea for a name and someone else has already used it, or you have a brilliant concept for something that has already been created. So use the internet at your hands. Use Google. Aunt Google is wise beyond her years. Believe me. Okay, moving on. Actually, I lie. Aside from, you know, letting you know when, you know, things get shared and stuff for you as well, it also lets you know any bad news that could potentially come up as it relates to your business. Maybe it's bad reviews or something that you may have. It's always great to have a handle on your brand. The sooner you see the information, the faster that you can rectify any issues if there are any, right? Okay, now for real, I'm moving on. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is something that is going to make me come out to be a little paranoid or make me appear pretty paranoid, but it's important for me to chat about. And that is how you're conducting your business online or how you're presenting yourself online and all the other things you may not be thinking about when you're doing that. And to give you an example, if you're doing an Instagram story, right, it's about being really smart. What is in the background? Can someone see through your window? If they can, is there any recognizable building so they can know exactly where you live? Is there a street sign showing in any of your pictures where you're like, oh, leaving my house or in your video, if we're talking about stories, you're in your video and you're walking like, oh, I'm walking home and people could follow your street signs home. Or if you're doing a live for Facebook or Instagram or wherever, and you have a piece of mail behind you, someone can screenshot and zoom in. And I want you to know that this sounds crazy, but it happens. And I know it happens because I actually know somebody who is a sane person 
who has screenshotted someone unboxing something on YouTube and was able to zoom in and find out where this person lived in LA and they sold their house when they went out there. So this person had no malintent. However, there are people who do have malintent. So you want to ensure that you are being really secure online. So what I do even beyond that, I ensure that I have a PO box. So when my address is on anything as it relates to my business or anything for me, it's my PO box on the bottom of my email list. It's a PO box. And many people don't realize either that when they set up their website and they put in their information, which includes their address, a lot of times hackers, not even hackers, I can look at it. You can go to the back end of someone's website super easily and you can find this information. So you don't even have to be a hacker. So I ensure that I use my PO box for that as well. For phone numbers, when I do discovery calls, which are complimentary calls I have for people to see if my VIP programs are a good fit, if you're interested, make sure you go on the website under the work with me page to find that out because we may be a good fit. But what I do is block my number. And what I can do now that I'm living in Canada is actually get a Google number. I wasn't able to do that in Bermuda because they didn't allow for it in Bermuda, but I can get a Google number now, which means that it will be a business number or a number I can use. However, it will forward to my real number. So no one has the exact phone number, right? You just want to be really careful with things like this because again, you're also given pieces of your information. Like we talked about at the very beginning, pieces of your information, your address, your phone number. Identity theft is real and you don't want to make it any easier for anybody to get access to your information, okay? Important stuff. And beyond even identity theft, there are people constantly looking to harass people. And I see this often in the YouTube community and it's probably because they're often doing videos about it. I'm sure it happens in communities outside of the YouTube community where people come to the homes of people they follow to cause havoc. They either rob the place or they try to rob the place or they send hate mail or throw eggs at the house or a whole bunch of ridiculous stuff because they are able to find their house. Or they may not even do anything bad per se, but it may just be a super fan who wants to come to your house and talk. But you need to have boundaries, right? And you may be thinking, you know, you're not a celebrity. No one's really going to care about that. And that's fine. Celebrity does not have to be a goal. I know it isn't mine. You have to remember, though, that it isn't just celebrities that this happens to. This happens to people who are influential. This happens to people who are making money. And that's going to be you if that's not you already. So you want to ensure that you're acting again from that place you're going to be five years from now today. And I know I mentioned briefly about protecting your address and things from your website on there and I protected double. So I have privacy on my website. A lot of times when people buy the URL and they're with the host and they're looking at all the stuff, they usually bypass the additional privacy because it's like an extra $4 or so a month. I can't, I don't know the exact amount depending on the host, I'm sure it varies. But that matters. When you purchase that, you get that lock symbol where people aren't able to break in behind your website and see that additional information. That's how you get a lot of spam junk mail as well. So again, be smart about what you have out there for everyone to easily access. And now here comes the, oh, you probably already know this, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. Don't click on links. When you get emails, don't click on them. And by emails, I mean emails of people you don't know and open the email address to see. 
Don't just trust that who they say they are, they are. The Prince of Nigeria has no reason to send you an email. Neither does the National Treasury CEO. Make sure you're looking at the actual email addresses too. And beyond that, even if it's somebody you think you know, if it's something weird like, hey, I found this video of you, they didn't. Don't open it up. It's spam and never give passwords. Actually, while you're at it, cover the cameras on your phone too, because these days hackers are going through your cameras as well. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Don't click on them and buy any privacy software that you can provide. Buy virus scanning software for your laptop. Don't get the free stuff. The free stuff usually goes into your computer too. It usually has Trojan somewhere not all the free stuff do your research but the point is you're getting what you pay for so you want to ensure that you're protect i've said the word insure with the en a million times on this podcast already but i'm going to continue to say because it it's important that you do this stuff you want to ensure that you're putting your money where it belongs you're putting the money in the things that's going to matter to your business to your brand and protecting it is super important because it's always like they say hindsight's always 2020 right it's always after something terrible happens that you think of all the coulda woulda shouldas and by that point it's too late you want to protect yourself you want to protect your contact list because sometimes they get access to that as well. That means your clients that you hold near and dear to your heart, you don't want to put them at jeopardy because their information is now easily accessible to whoever is getting this either. So just be smart, be smart all around. Okay. Okay. And to be honest, I could probably make this a two or three or four part series because I have so much to say about security online. But if you found this helpful, make sure you take a screenshot and let me know over on Instagram at Ginete, that's G-A-Y-N-E-T-E. And let me know if you learned anything new. If so, I may consider doing some more like this. I'll see you next time. Or you'll hear me next time. You know what I meant. Adios. Okay, okay, I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you.